my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I love you all so much, and I'm so happy that I get to be in front of you again today for a new podcast episode. So today, we are talking about making decisions for your healing based in faith. And at first, this wasn't going to be an episode. I was like, okay, do I write this in an email? I haven't written an email newsletter in a long time. Do I make this alive? I've been trying to go live more often. Do I write this as a long teaching post in our recovery school student community or make a video for it? And I've had several incidents over this weekend or several conversations with people over this weekend that I was like, okay, I think this is a sign that everybody needs to hear this, or at least that this is something that would be helpful to share on the podcast. So for those who are teetering on making a decision for yourself that is different, that is new, that you're scared to do, that maybe you've been overly cautious to do because you're trying to collect all the facts and the information, I hope that this hits you where you need it to make a decision for yourself. Either way, my stance is always that you make the right decision that fits for you. It doesn't matter if other people disagree. If you're making that decision from a place of wholeness, from a place of internal knowing, from a place of health and abundance versus fear versus lack versus trying to make other people happy, then it's your job to make the right next step for you. And sometimes that right next step is going to look different than everything you've done before because you're changing, because you're growing, because you want different things, because your standards are raised, because you see where you've been and you're not going back there. So your tastes have been elevated, you know? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about making the right decision for yourself when it goes against everything that you've heard before or what you've thought before or against your internal fears and limiting beliefs. And I hope, again, that this hits you or hits the people who need it where where it fits. And as always, if this is not the topic for you, but you know someone that would benefit from it, go ahead and share it with them. And always, always take what you need and leave the rest. Again, trust your own internal guidance and intuition. If something that I say hits you, phenomenal. If it doesn't hit you, if it's like 80% there, then take that 80% and leave the 20. I want this to be supportive for how you need to use it. Okay. So with all that said, let's go ahead and jump on in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So 
one of the reasons why I didn't know if this was going to be a real quote unquote, you can't see my air quotes, but a real podcast episode versus something else is because I didn't have, this episode is not going to have here's step one, here's step two, or here's tip number one or uh, statute one to keep in mind or whatever, you know, however it is that I structure it when I'm teaching sometimes, but there's definitely going to be teaching moments, but it's going to come through the through the form of storytelling. And so I'm going to share the stories that I heard this weekend because I think I think when we hear those stories, it's easier for us to align with it versus general concepts, okay? So again, I'm going to be talking about making decisions for yourself that are contrary to what you've done before and it's scary. So sometimes we can hedge on making decisions for ourselves and we can want to wait and we can even second guess the decisions we've already made because we don't feel like we have enough evidence that fits that it was the right decision. We don't have this big, giant, red neon sign, red, orange neon sign that's like, you did it this direction. Great job. You pulled the plug. You made this next step. You're right. If anything, we take the step towards what we feel called to do and we only feel, instead of us being in the comfort, even if it was miserable back there, but, you know, misery sometimes can feel warm. Misery sometimes can feel familiar. It's what we're used to. And so when we step outside, when we open that door and we step outside into that new place and we set the boundary or we move forward towards something that is contrary to what we've had before, it doesn't feel even comforting. It doesn't feel more comforting. It doesn't feel safer. It doesn't even feel joyful sometimes. Sometimes it feels like we are more exposed. It feels like we are more vulnerable. It feels like where we're stepping from this inside warm place and now we're outside on the street and it's just big open air. Like the picture I'm getting right now is that it's like we're stepping out into an alley, right? And it's dark and we don't know which way to go. And it's like, okay, well, I made this decision to leave back there because that wasn't working. But out here, I don't know if I made the right decision. I just, I don't know which way to go. I don't know. This doesn't, there's no one out here celebrating me. There's no one out here leading me to the promised land. Like I just feel like I'm just out here. And I think that's what happens when we break ties with people who are toxic from for us, friendships or otherwise. You know, at least before we had those relationships, we had those connections. But when I cut you off, even though you may have been flaky, even though you may have been calling me names, even though you may have been a friend of me, even though you may have been cheating on me, even though you may have been emotionally unavailable and I was doing all the work and it was draining me, at least I had you. But to step out here by myself and I'm just exposed and alone... Is this actually better? And we start to second guess ourselves, right? When we let go of our walls and we move towards somebody to let them love us, right? We we build up in our head that romantic soulmate love is supposed to be, you know, I, I think of the movie Tangled. That's one of my favorite Disney princess movies, you know? And I think of, oh no, that's not the one. It's This is not one of my favorite movies, but I think of the song Love is an Open Door from Frozen, you know? Like we're supposed to be like, Oh, Lord. Florence, please, please cut back that sound for the people's ears. <laughs> Florence, my wonderful podcast editor. I love you so much. But you know, we're supposed to be this oh, like angelic moment, 
right? Where it's like this, everything that we went through is all worth it. And that's not always how it is. When we move towards someone who really wants to love us and is showing us that they want to love us and they're consistent with us, if we have a history of love addiction or love avoidance or attachment disorder, whatever language you use, for those of y'all who are joining me for the first time, but when you're used to being neglected, and mistreated or forgotten or having to settle and having to compromise and make things work, for someone to give you things so easily and so readily, it is jarring. It is jarring. It feels unsafe. It feels scary. It feels dangerous because what if I start to get used to this and you pull the rug out from under me like many people have done before? Right. And so there are so many reasons. These are all the reasons why or many of the reasons why we will choose to stay where we are versus moving forward. And so sometimes you have to make a step based on faith towards what you want, that you are not going to have the evidence that's going to support it, but you are going to have your inner gut knowing you're going to have the wisdom of the things that you've learned. And the only thing that you're waiting for is not more time, not more clarity, not for your best friend and your therapist and other people to tell you what to do. Because a lot of times, most of the time, they've already told you and you haven't been ready to receive it. Right. And so it's up to you to take the step to make sure that that alleyway that seems like there's nothing there, that there's actually the more you walk it, the more you see that, oh, there's streetlights. Oh, and there are some signs. Oh, I didn't notice these trees. Oh, it's actually pretty calm here. I can actually hear my thoughts. Oh, look at these cobblestone rows. Oh, this is actually really pretty. You know, like you're you're able, your senses start to realign to where you start to see you are actually in a safe place versus a barren wasteland. So let me tell these stories to to help kind of explain a little bit more what I mean by that. So what prompted this topic is I was talking with one of my lovely, amazing students who I love so much. And you know, I love you. I know you're listening. Um, So I was talking with her about... Um, a relationship that she had let go of. And, you know, as she has grown, as she's done the program and apps, we've worked together. She has had more awareness around her trauma and how it showed up and why she stayed with this person, why she continued to enable their bad behaviors and neglect herself. So it's been a slow unraveling as she has learned about her codependency, learned about places that she has allowed herself to be a martyr and also places where she deserved to have more respect and everything. But in our recent conversation, she says something to the effect of how this one thing, which is a huge thing that she built some awareness of, this one thing was absolutely an issue and should have happened. But outside of that, there were no other red flags. And I thought about that and I thought about, and for some reason, I've heard things like that before, but for some reason it made me pause because I I think about how many times I've personally said that as well, where I will tell a story to friends or loved ones about an ex-relationship or a friend or a situation that happened. And I would tell them very emphatically you know, they were a great friend. They're a great partner. They're such a great person. You know, they're a great family member, but it's just this one situation and I would be very heartbroken about it. And, you know, I would make the decisions to cut things off and to change my direction and to, you know, to raise my standard in that area. But I still held in my mind that that person was really great. And if this was an issue, it would have worked out. And it wasn't until years later with more with more self-awareness, with more understanding of what's healthy and what's not healthy, with more intelligence and openness. I want to say not even intelligence. I want to say emotional openness 
to receive more and more versus settling for the crumbs that I was given before. Only years later, when I was able to actually look back at these people that I said, you know, they were great except for this one issue or this these two issues, you know, I was able to look back and see with clear eyes. No, actually, they weren't that great. And these other issues that I thought were just mildly annoying, they were also red flags. They were also warning signs. But what was normal to me and what was common to me, what was familiar to me, that didn't show up in my life as something that I needed to run away from. It was an annoyance. I wish it wasn't like that, but it didn't seem dangerous. It didn't seem as if I was neglecting or self-abandoning myself to be in that type of relationship. And if anyone had tried to break that down for me, I would have done, and I probably have done, the kind of like slow nod and like, yeah, I hear you. But it went into my ear and it went out the other ear. It didn't settle into my heart because it wasn't something that I was able to receive. And it wasn't even that I wasn't able to receive it because I was unwilling. I was very willing, which is why I was able to, to break things off or move forward in some ways. But I was really doing it because I knew that what I was doing it before didn't match up, but that didn't stop me from having regret or feeling some loss or feeling some doubt on whether or not I was making the right decision for myself. There have been, and I'll just say it directly, there have been so many prior relationships with people that I was like to my friends, I was like, they're so great. And, you know, it could have worked out and it makes me sad. And I know they're not what I want, but, you know, I'm going to move forward knowing, knowing that my standards are different, but I would still feel really sad. And now when I look back, I'm like, girl, you deserved so much more, but my eyes, again, I just wasn't ready for that. So My point in sharing all this to you is that there may be some situations that it is time for you to move forward and you only have one piece of the puzzle. There's a giant pie and you don't know that there's a giant pie. You can only see one little slice and that's all you have to go on. And it's it's good information, but it doesn't feel significant enough or it doesn't feel big enough for you to make that step forward without you feeling some sadness and some grief about it, right? So if it was possible, let's say you're listening to this podcast because romantic relationships is one of the things that you want to grow and achieve. And I hate to use the word achieve, but it's something that you want to up-level in. You want to make better and healthier decisions. You want to be more open and available, right? And that's your goal. And so you hope that there's a love available, whether or not you want to be honest with that hope is the right word, but you hope that there's a love available that can meet all of your needs and that can be fulfilling and everything, but that hasn't been your experience. But you know that the relationship or relationships or situationships that you're currently tied to are not going to give you what you need. But for years before, you have been dealing with that because it's been familiar and comfortable. And now you're finally at a place where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want more. But you don't know that if you take this step and you start to cut these people off, if you're going to be alone forever. And for those of y'all who are new to this podcast, you're like, it's not bad to be alone. Start listening listening to some other podcasts because I have never claimed that. I'm just talking about this in this scenario. It is I very much teach that it is okay for you to be honest with the fact that you have an amazing full life and that you are you are living in abundance and it's okay for you to be honest if you want to have companionship. You don't have to pick between the two and I really hate when people make people feel like you don't you must not love yourself or you must not be established or you must not 
have a really great life if you still want to be in a romantic partnership. Like we can have whatever we want. Don't make us choose. We can we can have a career. We can have a family. We can have romantic love. We can have great friendships. We, we can have good health. We don't have to choose between the things. So that's my little soapbox, but let me get back to the point. So you don't know if you cutting off all these people, cutting off these previous previous relationships, that you won't have a friend that replaces the people that you were in partnerships before. Because a lot of times we keep romantic partnerships and situationships because they have become our friends. And even though the friendship comes with all this drama and all this heartbreak, they know our stories. They've been here for the baggage. They've been here through our hard points. So we don't want to let them go. And so it's not just I'm cutting off this person as a lover. I'm losing my friend. And so for you to completely move forward, it's like, man, like I, it feels like I'll be messing things up. But you make that step on in faith saying, well, I know that what I've been dealing with has only been draining me. I've not felt more confident. I've not felt more secure. I've not been able to convert this person to being monogamous or to choosing me or to loving me in the way that I want. Or I've not been able to, you know, play Build-A-Bear with this man or woman and make them to be the partner or friend or lover that I want them to be. So I have to step out. And- hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. When healing from an intimacy disorder, one of the first things you have to do right after getting clear on your patterns of addictive behaviors, avoiding behaviors, and living in deprivation is clearing out the roots that caused it. Clearing out the experiences, the traumas, the narratives that have kept you stuck all of these years. In my signature coaching program, The Recovery School, you have the opportunity to reveal the sources of low self-worth, to learn about how old roles in your family have resulted in codependency, shutting down, and not letting others in. And also to learn how to talk to and connect to your inner child in a way that is soothing and healing. This is the next step to reframing the old stories that have plagued you for years to evolve to being a healed and loved woman and having access to the love and the relationships and self-worth that you've always wanted. Learn more and get started by going to therecoveryschool.com. Again, that is therecoveryschool.com. Make this decision not knowing what the future is going to bring. And sometimes it's what the situation calls for, y'all. 
sometimes we have to make that decision on faith. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Now let's talk about a good example. Just like it can be scary to let go of someone or someone's or situations that are toxic because we can feel exposed or we can feel alone and we don't have the bones for the life that we want. But again, what I teach is that for us to actually have a life and relationships that flourish, we got to clear out the weeds. So that means our landscape may look like a barren wasteland for a minute while we are rebuilding and growing and planting seeds and making all this flourish, right? We need to have fertile soil for this to plant into. So let's say we've done all that and we are moving forward with people who love us and want to be available for us. We're going to stick with romantic relationships. Yet, Let's say we finally start to meet people or persons that are showing up the way that we want. And it feels so easy and it feels a little too easy. <laughs> it makes us want to question it. It makes us want to kind of pull back and be careful. All the vetting questions that we didn't make the other suckers go through, or if we did make them go through it, we kind of listened and said, okay, well, I understand, or I'll just keep an eye on that. But we kept moving forward with the new people who are passing all the vetting questions. We're like, uh-huh, Sure. Okay, we'll see about that. And we make them go through all this rigmarole that we never let anybody else go through before, right? And so what does the step in faith look like here? The step in faith looks like moving towards love and letting all that bullshit down and letting yourself ease into into trusting this person and being available instead of pushing away the love that you greatly wanted. And that is scary, y'all. I've said time and time again, like people talk about love addiction being hard and cutting off trauma bonds and toxic relationships. In my experience and what I see, it is more painful. It has been more painful to learn how to receive, to learn how to let somebody love you, to learn how to trust and have faith and to let go. Because that's all about surrender. It's all about letting go of control. It's all about entrusting someone with your heart. And if your background is anything like the majority of women who listen to this podcast and myself, you letting go and letting other people have the reins has not worked out for you. So in this situation, it's like, really? But you're not going to know it's safe until you do something different to get something you've never had before. Until you make that step 
and see that the water, that there's not crocodiles in the water, that there's not any eels, that there's nothing that's going to bite your toe off, that it's actually pretty warm and it's actually pretty comforting. And there's even little bubble jets. (laughs) Oh, these metaphors crack me up sometimes. But, you know, you moving forward is that step of faith. And it can feel very scary and vulnerable to let someone see all of you and to not always have to be in and panic and clean up response and just trust that when this person says that, that they're there and that they care for you and that they love you, that that is the truth. That is not the truth for right now, this minute. It's not the truth until they get bored. It's not truth until they find something better, which is signs of people who are unavailable for you, who've been in your past, that perhaps you have found someone who's available and it's time for you to let go and let that type of love heal you. This is why I always talk about how I teach in a group container, because healing happens in relationships. Healing happens in you being able to fully show up as who you are and what your story is and having other people look at you and hold space for you and not judge you and either say me too or I got you or you're, you're, you're not alone or I completely un- understand or I love you, you know. That totally hits on all of our core fears. The reasons why we hide and the reason why we don't share things and the reasons why we don't open up is because we secretly believe that underneath all of the beauty, underneath all of the great things we've accumulated, underneath all the success, underneath all of the, you know, people who love us, if you're someone who's in the community and you're really doing good work, that underneath all that, that there's secretly something wrong with us, that secretly we're not enough. And so we create all of this, all this distraction and all this cushion and all of these really great things to keep us warm in case this person falls off or in case this, in case the situation doesn't work. And we keep all these receipts or we create receipts out of nowhere that don't exist to plan for the fact that when this person disappears, that it's okay because I'm better off without them anyways, instead of just letting go and knowing that healthy, real love exists. And it doesn't, it didn't exist with the people before, but that had nothing to do with you that had everything to do with them. The last example, which we'll see if I cut this out. If you're listening to it, I decided to keep it. The last example is kind of in the middle ground, but I think it's still about choosing you and choosing off of faith. So when I was younger and I was still involved in ministry, I was involved in my college ministry and Around my senior year, I started to feel the best word. This is not the word, but I started to feel some discontentment. I started to, I have really immersed myself in this community and in that life. And I, there were so many other things in my college experience that I wanted to participate in, like clubs and um, some, you know, studying abroad and some other things that I didn't participate in because I felt, and this is me, I felt a obligation to taking care and being uh, having a servant heart and showing up and I made a commitment and I'm supposed to stay and what would other people think and da 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 da. So I remember there was one meeting where I can't remember what his role was, but he was one of the other leaders in the community. He was probably like a campus pastor or something. I can't remember. But he I guess he had got like a sign or a vision or something, but we had, had like a leadership meeting and he was like, if there's anyone in this community that feels 
or in this team that feels like it's time for them to step away, then uh, you have the full right to do it. And this is a strong paraphrase because this was a, a long time ago. <laughs> These were, it was just some decades ago. So this was a while ago. And he was like, you have full right to step away and we will totally support you. And I didn't hear any of that, y'all. He, I think at one point he even stopped and looked at me. <laughs> And I can only place myself in the body. I can try to remember the type of person I was before and who I was before. I make up that I saw that as a challenge, you know, because at that point I was still very much living in my people pleasing and being a good girl and being a good person and making everybody proud and doing the right thing. And so what I think that probably triggered at that moment was I'm going to show that I am a great leader. I didn't take it as if, it was like a criticism or of, of like, you're not doing good enough. Cause I was, you know, I was really responsible, but I think I had, there was a church that I was visiting at the time and they had recently done a, a sermon that says something to the effect of, are you strong enough to stay in it? You know, we need leaders. We need people who are going to lead, lead the army and be the change and all this stuff. And I did not want to seem like I had given up. And so I stayed on for my last year and it was a mistake. I didn't feel happy anymore. I felt drained. I saw other people who were in clubs and organizations that I had gotten invitations to that I didn't feel that I couldn't do because I had committed my time and energy to this. There were different friendships that I wanted to spend time with that I couldn't because those, the times that they were available were on the nights of our, you know, Bible studies and stuff or on small groups. And it just, it wasn't a good fit. And so why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because sometimes we can feel obligated to people and places and situations out of codependency, out of trying to prove something to someone that we don't need to, that we are so not in touch with, with what it is that we actually want, that we are living our life based on other people's expectations, based on what other people would find comfortable, based on what is acceptable, based on what the outside plan is. And we have lived our lives so much in alignment with what other people want that when we get those little whispers and those little nudges that it's time to change course, we will push it down. We will deny it. We'll call it the enemy <laughs> or the devil. We will use whatever language it is that's akin to us, that's familiar to us, to discount that inner knowing and that intuition and that inner discernment. And again, once you start to get in touch with who you are and what you want, you may find that your values are completely different than the type of person you were the year before. You may find that there are bigger, greater levels that are destined for you, that the woman you are now, she needs to step out and step away to grasp it. And that other people may or may not understand. You know, that guy, he was giving me a gift and whatever whatever he was feeling, whatever he saw, whatever he felt, that I was outgrowing something and it was time for me to move away or whoever it was he was talking to. I think, I think that message was for me, but he saw something and he, that was a gift in him giving me that blessing. Right. And we don't always have that. And even if he didn't give me that, it still would have been the right decision for me to move away. And I can say that's a lesson I had to relearn with jobs that I stayed longer than I needed to volunteer opportunities that I, that I kept going because I was like, well, who else is going to do it? Or what are people going to think about me? Or they need me when they didn't need me. They didn't need me in a place where I needed to lay down and abandon my life and be a martyr 
for some greater cause that someone else could and was available to step in. And I think that higher sense of self-importance is how I masked a lot of my low self-esteem. And it was also easy for me to neglect myself, which was part of my core trauma. So it was easy for me to continue to repeat my core trauma and neglecting what I needed and ignoring my inner intuition for the great cause of taking care of other people because it's easier. It's easy, y'all, to go and try to do what other people want you to do. Now, it doesn't always feel good, but, you know, especially when you grow up with that type of of upbringing where you survive by being the good person or reading what people want and kind of becoming a chameleon is second nature. What's harder and what feels abnormal and what feels like betrayal, betraying of other people, and it feels it feels like a second skin is you starting to tap into, okay, what do I actually want to do right now? What actually feels good for me right now? And for it to break the mold, wow. That's that's bravery, y'all. And so to go along with the topic of today, using faith to take that next step towards yourself, it's the courage to be different. It's the courage to do something you've never done before. It's the courage to be a new person and to realize that at the end of it, y'all, whether or not it is a mistake to cut somebody off and to break up with them or whether or not it is a mistake to go out and trust someone and let them love you or whether or not it is a mistake to quit an organization or whatever it is, you still have you. And you're always, as long as you have you, you are going to be fine. Every single opportunity, the, the phrase I've been saying a lot more very recently is either is a blessing or is a lesson, right? And every lesson is towards your good. And every blessing is absolutely towards your good, you know? So you're always going to win as long as you're choosing you and listening to you and being open to growth and being open to saying when you're wrong and practicing self-accountability, but also allow yourself to celebrate yourself. You can't go wrong, y'all. You just can't go wrong. So again, I hope this episode hits who it needs to hit this week. I'm sending you all so, 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 so much love. And I want you to trust yourself. Okay, so for all of my recovery school students listening, current alumni, ladies I hadn't talked to in years, but you still listening faithfully, I would love, love, love to hear how today's episode has hit you, how you're going to use it to move forward. If there's anything that you are dealing with that you are struggling with, that you are like, okay, Sheena, I hear what you say, but this is where I am. How, what next step do I need to take? Message me in our community. I got you. Happy to break it down for you to help. For my old school, old school recovery school and A2A students, remember we are no longer on Facebook. So, or maybe not remember because I know many of y'all have flown off and really thrived, but we are no longer on Facebook. So we have our circle community. So if you lost access to that, make sure you email us so we can get you connected. For anyone who's listening, who is like, oh, this is absolutely what I need. I really need to learn how to tap into who I am, what I want, how I feel. The recovery school is for that. We talk about romantic relationships, but really my goal is for you to help discover yourself and what you want. And through that, that's where you start to raise your standards with loved ones, with romantic partners, with friendships, and all all the all the things that are connected to that. Okay, so you can join us at any time. You can go to therecoveryschool.com. And again, our circle community is where I coach women, is where I support women, is where I answer all those questions. I don't have access to DMs or anything. I support and I coach women in our community as our learning container. So we'll love to have you there. But that is it for now, y'all. I'm sending you all, again, so much love. I'm cheering you on. 
And I hope that you're making these big steps for yourself based on faith. And I hope that you get to see sooner rather than later the tangible gifts that come once you start to choose you and once you start to move towards love and towards openness and everything that's available for you. Okay, that's it for now. Take care of yourselves. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.